Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? The arsonist had oddly shaped feet. The human torch was denied a bank loan. Stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! Welcome back to Cannonball Golf Pod. New voice on the other side over here. Hey, yo. <laughs> uh, as we discussed last time, Charlie, uh, it means to have been pounding out the uh, the weekly gambling Yeah, yeah. I, had a, <laughs> I, I went on a little sabbatical for the last couple you weeks. Had some, you had some family stuff. Spent, had some family stuff and spent also, I'd say, in the last two weeks, I've spent six days in Arkansas. So I'm happy to be back in Chicago, happy to be back on the podcast. And also, it's just... The weather's been really depressing. Terrible. It's hard to think about golf. <laughs> I mean, right I've, now. yeah, I've been watching a lot of golf, but yeah. to get together to talk about golf, I, it's, it almost, it's like, almost like the reverse, right? It feels like we're not going to golf for a hundred years. <laughs> the weather has been it's like weather's been every horrible. time you think it's letting up, you'll look at four days from now, snow is in the forecast. Yeah, it's awful. It, when we started this last year, it was like, yeah, we get you know, it'll get us through through the winter. Now it's just kind of like, yeah, man, I don't want to get together and talk about golf, right? It's no, kind of man. <laughs> I mean, we were talking about this. Uh, we'll talk about this more in a little bit, but I'm, I'm pulling up my handicap sheet, and at this point last year, I had played four rounds, four <laughs> eighteen-hole rounds. At this point last year, I played on February twenty-fourth, February twenty-seventh. March 4th and March 11th. That is bullshit. We're not even going to play till April, probably. At the, at the, at the earliest. earliest. At the earliest, like it's, yeah. It's brutal. Yeah. yeah. Chicago. It just, life was different last year. Exactly. Yeah. Indeed. Time, time is... The times, they are changing. There's uh, just not a lot of time anymore. No. So no. it's hard It's hard to get together. Indeed. But hey, we're here now. We did it. We're here now. 37. Um... Special episode, and we bring back our first two-time guest, right? Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Wait, I think we, I feel like we've said that about somebody else, though. I do. It's deep in my brain. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where it is. Wait, is Joe the first? Joe's like a four-time yeah. kind of semi-co-host yeah. at times. So True. I don't think he counts. But I swear we've said first two-time guest for someone else. Oh, or we got to go back to the tape. Or maybe it was Gail. I don't we'll know. To go back to maybe the tape. We, maybe we thought about him being the first two-time guest. Well, anyways, I just spoiled who it was. No, it's not a spoiler. <laughs> All right, let's announce it now. Brad Gell is back on the back on the pod. Latin, the scorn of Latin American tour yeah. and a soon to be conquering a totally new hemisphere of yes. PGA Tour golf. Yes. Learn uh, a little more about that. Yeah, PGA Tour and you'll find out soon. Yeah. Um, that, was, that was a good tease. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll get into that. That the interview is, it was fun, a little wider ranging Wide than usual ranging, for yeah. us. Um, yep. More pillars to to the pod. <laughs> add to the cannonball. Just, just add to the pillars. Pod, exactly. Hey, you know, that's just how we do it. Gail's great. It's great to talk to you. Always. <laughs> Very personable. A lot of laughs, as always. So uh, let's get into it. Let's welcome back to Cannonball Golf. You've heard his voice before. He's a former um, high school state champion, yep. played on one of the most, if not the prolific college team in all the nation. He's played PGA Tour Latino America. He has since expanded his horizons, and we'll get into that. 
But let's welcome back to the show on his almost one year anniversary on the wow. show. I think we we're within a few days, but Brad Gale, welcome back to the pod, sir. Wow. I mean, what a what an introduction. That's incredible. <laughs> It's all downhill from there, man. That's Jeff- amazing. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, if you have to reach back to high school, then I really start, I should, I should start playing what you, better. What uh, do you mean? All, all we were missing was Phil Mickelson's interrupting and saying, all right, all right, all yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> what it was. I was going to get into your specific inter-squad Ryder Cup stats, but I couldn't pull them up fast enough. Now, those would be heavy stats. Yeah. That, that, that's a real accomplishment. Yeah, speaking, sure. speaking of Jason Seward, that guy. Wow. <laughs> Wow, what a he was a Ryder Cup legend, among he others. He was, he was. Well, in your honor, sir, no, nobody can say this about you. We have cracked um, Pacifico beer, just in your oh. honor, and also a little, little nod to your home state, little uh, Three Floyds Alpha King as well. Oh. We're, we're doubling up just for you, sir. Jeff's Alpha drinking King is so good. Two <laughs> beers say, at I one time. That. <laughs> I miss that so much. That, that, that Three Floyds is one of the best breweries ever. I mean, they are... They make a great craft beer. Big yeah. fan of Three Floyds. Indeed. Speaking Indeed. of craft beer, what are what are you drinking? I know it's not craft, no. but I think they own. I got every... a butt heavy. <laughs> I got a butt heavy right now. That was the only thing in my fridge. I had to I had to dig back to get it. But they own every craft yeah. brewery imaginable now. It, 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 it pretty counts. Much. It counts for sure. <laughs> All right, Brad. Well, last yeah, exactly. last time we talked, you were down down uh south of the south of the border. Uh, yes. Down in uh. South America and probably Central America too. No, um, mm-hmm. yep. So uh, you're you're doing it, doing your thing down there. Yep. Gave, um, us, gave us some inside tips on uh, El Camaro. Oh yeah, that's oh, right. Man. I think I think what Brad Gale Brad Gale saw his rise coming first. That's the story. Yeah, I'm I mean, selling. I I mean it's you know I think Alan Chipnuck for for every opinion that guy has um he got one right i did um, read that doing, story too yeah doing doing a story on el cameron i mean he's it, it's incredible and everyone wants to know about it and i mean the journey he's had to the pga tour it's not everyone's gonna know about it but man it's if you know it's incredible to follow and his game it's just so good and it's awesome seeing him get some coverage it's awesome seeing you guys follow him i mean <laughs> it's just one of those guys that deserves it i mean he's, yeah and he's so he's so easy to watch. I mean, man, it's I mean, you put him and like Ho Sung Choi in a group, and I'm just I'm, I don't even have to Glued. play with. Him. I'll <laughs> just park it. TV. I'll just I'll be a walking scorer. You yeah, know, that's, that's all. <laughs> the standard bear. <laughs> exactly. You got uh, yeah. they're down in Florida right now. Florida swing. You got him. Yep. You got Tiger down there, albeit his neck. You got your whole. Uh, you're down in Florida at the minute. Yep. Um, yeah. The that's whole, whole that, down here. That's your. Uh, <laughs> that's your dream for you can't play with Hogan anymore. R.I.P. No. But yeah, that's your dream foursome. I mean, you gotta it's, you gotta hook it up. Yeah, you know I've got yeah I got El Cameron in there. I put Hank Leviota in there. A little shout out to Hank. He's one of my. He's out there playing on tour. He's one of my really close friends, and we had dinner before um sunday night at um before honda this week and i was like you know what this is a great dinner let's, let's get you a good bump tomorrow let's get you a glow one i checked the score through like 12 hoes i think he was like six or seven over i'm like oh no that's not, that's not the bump we wanted yeah what did you guys do at that dinner brad 
No, you know, just you know, just the usual. I thought I thought I think of a nice place, but apparently we could have done better. Yeah, right. Well, don't yeah. don't beat yourself up. Yeah, no. <laughs> what, what but um, your fault. Yeah, Florida Swing. It was really cool to see Keith win. He, I mean, he's another Latin guy. Um, he played a full year down there, and I think it was really cool that I mean, he never won. He never won on Latin. He never won on Web. And I loved what he said. Uh, somebody asked him in the press conference, and they were like, "You know, how do you explain? How do you explain you coming out on PGA Tour and winning after never winning in Web, never winning in Latin?" And I think he said, uh, "Which you know, you can attest to this is." the line between the web and the PGA is so thin, you can't even see it. You know, it just depends on what day you're having. And the guys who are, you know, on the PGA have a few more of those good days, but they all all have the same game. Yeah. And I, it's one of those things I get that question all the time for a guy in my shoes. that's just, you know, played in Latin tour and, and now going over to play in China. It's like, I get that question a lot from guys that, you know, want to know why I'm not out there is like, Hey, you know, what's the difference? What's the difference between you and, and this guy and this guy? And it's like, look, it's, it's a matter of opportunity for the most part. I mean, you've got guys that are incredible talents. I mean, you've got DJ, you've got Rory, you've got your freaks of the game that are just that much better, but you get a guy, you know, like, you know, Hank or Keith or even Adam Long and, it's it's a matter, in my opinion, it's a matter of persistence and opportunity and just absolute grit and hard work. And that's what I think we saw with Keith winning. And that was just so cool to see. I mean, it's kind of a testament to how healthy golf is right now. And that's a byproduct of watching Tiger growing up. And yep. honestly, everyone just stepping their game up. So it was really cool. It's just one of those feelings like when you saw Keith get over that putt, he kind of had that look like this thing, this thing could be center cut. So no, even though we had Ricky end. and Ricky and Brooks that, you know, got the short straw of it. I mean, you could see the way in the reaction, like, yeah, that was pretty, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I liked what Azinger said. He's like, this guy could have a 30 year career and he'll never have a moment like that again. You know, he could, he, yeah. he could have five more wins. He could have, you know, a solid career and he'll never have a 20 footer at the Honda yeah. with Jack Nich- Nicholas watching down the street to beat, you know, yeah a three-time major champion and one of the game's, you know, biggest superstars and Ricky and Brooks. Yeah. So oh, it's pretty cool awesome. It was, yeah. We were all rooting for him. It was fun. Yeah. It's super, super fun to see. Very cool. Uh, yeah, and like you said, it's cool that, you know, I, I read like a, a headline that said golf shouldn't apologize for having no name winners. That's a sign of the health of the sport. <laughs> and it's just, I don't, nobody wants to see the Patriots win every year. Nobody likes to see the Warriors win every year. It's awesome that somebody like Keith Mitchell who no one's heard of can come out and beat Ricky Fowler and Brooks Kepka in any given week. The general public haven't heard of him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I hadn't heard of him. I mean, yeah. I, I'm bigger golf fan <laughs> yeah. than average, and I didn't know Keith Mitchell. You mean Kevin well, Mitchell? I think yeah, Kevin, right? <laughs> yeah, Kevin Mitchell. Well, yeah, Dan Hicks kept messing up Whoops. his name. Not to, not, to, not to get on him for that. But it was – I think it was – you know, I saw that post in – or I saw the headline in the, I think it was the Palm Beach Post or whatnot, that kind of said no-name champion. And I just, honestly, I just laughed. And, yeah, right. Well, what Keith's reaction was the best. He's like, you guys can call me Kevin, no-name all you want, but as long as you uh, make, the check, make out. the check out to Keith, that's yeah, a quote. Right. Yeah. That's, a, that's an all-time quote right there. That was pretty, that was good. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, For sure. That was cool. I didn't know you knew him. That's awesome. So Yeah, no, he's a good dude. So back, back to Latin Tour, um, just for just to gain some context, 
just summarize mm-hmm. your your season last year down there before we move yeah. on before yeah, we move so on to the season, eastern hemisphere yeah right so last year was good last year was um it was my first full year kind of under tony ruggiero's um the do sweepers council um and kind of we made some changes early in the year that weren't easy and um he basically just said he's like hey you got to do this and i can't tell you anything until you do that and so I kind of had to, you know, make some adjustments that were a little uncomfortable, like right in the middle of the spring season. Um, But I kind of felt like I was always getting better, even though I'd missed a couple cuts in a row. Felt like I was kind of getting better. And so I kind of built some momentum towards the uh, end of the spring session, as you call it, the eight tournaments that run in the spring. Um, but, But then we stopped. And so then we had all summer. And then when I went back and we started again, it wasn't quite the same. And so it was kind of a, as far as being down in Latin America, as far as the tournaments that I played down there, it just, I really was kind of an up and down year. I really felt like every time I kind of was building some momentum, we'd either have a break in the schedule or a tough week would come up. And, um, and then at that time in the year, you know, that you're kind of getting in September and, and October and it was time for Q school. And honestly, at the end of the end of the day, that's kind of our main focus is to get on web. You know, everything we're doing, just it gets to the next level, whatever you got to do to kind of advance. Right. So if you're not, you know, if you're not kind of floating around that top 20, top 10 on the money list on Latin, you know, you got to you got to focus on Q school, in my opinion. So that's kind of what I did at the back end of the season and um, skipped a couple events to kind of put my focus on Q school. And it worked out pretty well up until about the last day of second stage and I missed and that was pretty that was pretty tough that was probably one of the hardest you know drives home after a tournament I've had in a long time right. I mean knowing that the game was there conditions were there I mean everything was right you know I was playing good and just to not get it done just flat out miss um, and then knowing that I'd skipped so many Latin events that I was probably going to lose my card if I didn't play this last event in Argentina so I kind of went you know with my sight set on final stage, you know, one hour to the, the next hour, it's like, I've got to book a flight to Argentina to keep my Latin <laughs> card for 2019. I mean, that sucked. I, yeah. I, there's no, there's no sugarcoating that. And, right. um, but you know what, you know, after talking with Tony and getting with my guys and I went down there and it was just another opportunity and I actually finished, I don't know what the money ended up shaking out, but I knew I had to make the cut and I knew I had to play well to keep my card because I was right on the bubble and there's some guys that could have bummed me out. So I ended up finishing, I think 12th or 13th in that event. And, you know, for what it's worth, kept my card for Latin for the next year. So oh, more, yeah, so, more Pacific you know, Coast for Brad. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Cheers. <laughs> little, little cheers. Yeah. So for what it's worth, that was kind of the, the wrap up the year. Um, not what I wanted, but I felt good taking advantage of that opportunity after kind of getting punched in the stomach. Yeah, it's so, a good bounce back for sure. I mean, yeah, that, like yeah. you said, that's that's what it takes to make it through those rounds. Ra- I mean, I don't know, but you, I'm, t- no, I'm quoting you. That's that shows some serious <laughs> grit to kind of get kicked in the teeth right at the right when you thought you were on the cusp yep. and then yep. suck it up and fly to South America and do work, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, you know, it's just, that's something I try and always remember when you're having those rough days, that's just kind of, there's always another opportunity out there. So always another move. Mm-hmm. Yep. So speaking of other moves, yeah, you're again, yeah. you're a professional segue. You're amazing at this. Um, <laughs> talk, you have, 
you recently, uh, was maybe what a week ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little, I got back. I got back last Monday. Play, you played Not this Monday, Monday before. Play a little four-day event over in China. And made sixteen birdies over those four days. Not too shabby. Yeah. Um, Not too bad. Didn't think, know that. I yeah. made sixteen <laughs> birdies in a scramble one time in one in one round. <laughs> That's was it that Robert A. Black? Did you play uh, it? I would. I would make sixteen birdies on my own ball in nine holes at Robert A. Black. Com- the local knowledge it takes. <laughs> exactly. Com- complete sidebar story to Robert A. Black. The last time we talked was uh, in person. The three of us played Sunrise Golf at Robert A. Black over the summer. I mean, what a day. What that a day. Was, and we almost had to call an emergency pod right then there just to recap the <laughs> just, round. Just well, to wrap that one up. Well, little did you know, a little history from 2018. This is late July, June, right? Um, you, the three of us... Uh, you guys saw the last birdie I made on my own ball in 2018 because oh, after wow, that day, yeah. I played in scrambles wow. exclusively the rest of the year. <laughs> you just packed it in. Just, just, I, I'm so, done. So, didn't you birdie nine? I birdied, yeah, I birdied, birdied nine. Yeah, you birdied nine. Yeah. I remember because I was so fired up because I'm pretty you sure birdied, I did Yeah, you birdied it I too, I think. For you. Yeah. Oh, I did? I was the okay. only one without a birdie up until nine. Yeah. So I, 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 I currently still have a ball streak going and a birdie streak going. <laughs> I mean, that matters. That's big. That's, anyway. That's what it's about. That's anyway. what we play for, Brad. We're not playing for checks. We're playing for ball streaks and trying to make tr- trying to make 10 birdies on, on one ball, ball before you lose it. That's our goal <laughs> every year. Meanwhile, you're making 16 birdies in four days. Yeah. Oh, I think gosh. what's our what's our highest right now? I think we got to like six or seven birdies. Yeah, on one I think ball. I got to eight or nine. I would oh yeah, go, you did. You I think you I got to nine water and I on that com- par five. Yeah, yeah completely oh, before you lose it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Ten, I gotta try that. Ten birdies on one ball before you lose it is yeah. our is our new. All right, I'm gonna try that. Standing I'm gonna try goal. that this week. I made it like fifty some sixty some holes or so. I was trying to get yeah, it to you had 70, a pretty good one. I was trying to get it to seventy two holes or ten birdies and neither happened. That I had a pretty hot birdie streak in like a short amount of holes at one point but then i lost it on the first hole of the next round i had like (laughs) i had like five or i had like six in 45 holes i think it was and then the 46th hole i hit it in the water (laughs) like start start of the very next round yeah it was lost marsh yeah i think i had i think i had six in 45 holes and then i dunked it on the first tee oh yeah. Anyways, oh anyway, back to Brad. Sixteen birdies over in China. Yeah. So you were at China. You were at China Q School. Um, talk a little bit about that. The the decision to actually do that. How how did that even yeah. come about? Apologies for the interruption. Coming up, you'll hear some audio interference that we could not fix on the fly. Um, so we had to take a timeout. But. What Brad is talking about with PGA Tour China is really interesting, so we wanted to keep it. It only lasts about two and a half minutes, so please please forgive us. And uh, now back to it. So you got to call it. You got to give credit to Charlie Saxon. I think that's that's where it starts. Is you know I've always said like, hey, you know, if I got to go over there, like I don't really see the point in it. You know, it's a long way to go. You know, with, with having status on Latin, but Charlie Saxon kind of you know, essentially expose what you could do over there by just go ahead and and getting on the flight. And, you know, the opportunities, as I was mentioning earlier, is just another opportunity. 
And so a couple of things worked out scheduling wise, you know, Latin schedule last year was, as I said, it was pretty up and down. Um, and it was tough to get into a rhythm and a flow. So I, that was something that I, I kind of called Charlie and was like, Hey, how is it over there? And just kind of tried to gather all the info I could. Um, and, and when I got more serious into it, you know, they did the Q school in February and we, I knew we weren't starting in Latin until, you know, late March, early April. So basically besides minor league stuff and Monday qualifying, we didn't really have much to play in. So I was like, I kind of want to play a four day tournament in February just to check in on my game, make sure we're going through the right things. And, you know, it's kind of a big sacrifice to pack up, go over there, knowing you're not going to get paid, but you could create more opportunities. So it was kind of a weird feeling, um, but I wanted to see if I could do it. And, um, yeah, so I went over there kind of under his counsel, kind of gave me a little playbook of how to, what to bring, what to do, what to expect. And it was a little shock therapy. I mean, it's, the language barrier is incredibly tough. I mean, that was probably, along with that and the food, I mean, I lost six pounds in that first week. I mean, yeah, that was, and I brought a ton of food, like as much as I could. So I think those are the two toughest things, but to, to not to, you know, point out the negatives, but as far as the positives, I was just a couple of things completely shocked on how well run the tournament was and how nice the media team was and the like quality of the golf course along with just the people in general, like the caddy I had was awesome. Um, it rained most of the third round, like it kind of late second round, third round. And I mean, my caddy was just like on the spot. I mean, it was just, it was this nice lady and she was just umbrella towel, you know, club, the whole deal. And it was just, so it was cool. You know, it was, it was different. Um, you know, it was kind of eye opening seeing the golf over there, seeing the culture, um, and stuff like that. But man, it was, again, it was just, I was just trying to find kind of another opportunity again, kind of that ultimate goal to get on web and then be able to create another one to move your way up. So who is, who is Charlie Saxon? Remind us. So Charlie, yeah. So Charlie Saxon, he is now, he's got so much, he's got, so he played, he got to, I think, top 200 in the world simply playing in China. I mean, he won, he won three times on the China Tour, the PGA Tour of China, and then he won, I want to say, two times on what's called the China Series, which is a separate run tour. So at one point, I think he played close to 12 weeks in a row over there. Um, I mean, he is an animal. He, he, he can pick up and go with the best of them. All right, all right, we're we're back. So, just had a minor technical difficulty here. You may notice a slight change in the timbre of Mr. Gale's voice. We now have a microphone sitting right next to the phone instead of the microphone plugged into the phone. So, Gale, <laughs> that's right. Please continue telling us about Charlie Saxon. I think you left yeah. off that he got to the top 200 in the world just by playing in China. Yes, yes. So, you know, he got a couple wins on what the PJ Tour China China series and then there's another tour that runs over there called the China Tour. And so he played on both. I mean, just consecutive weeks just back to back to back. And he just he said the course has really fit his game and he was playing great, so he just kind of stayed over there and was able to rack up. He's got a European Tour card now. So, I think he's in Qatar this week. Um which is, you know, 
incredible. And then along with that, he's got a full web cart. Wow. So, yeah, so just off playing those two tours alone um, in a span of, you could call it, 16 events. So I think he kind of, obviously, what he did is some amazing golf, and that's you know incredibly hard to repeat and a lot of sacrifice spending this time over there. But, you know, I remember when I hopped on the bus that first day for a practice round, it was he went to Oklahoma. Um, so I had me, uh, my buddy T.K. Kelly, and then two kids that went to Oklahoma University were sitting on the bus next to each other. I'm like, yep. It's the Charlie Saxon effect right here. You know, it's like right. everyone, everyone's going to try. Saw, and saw the model, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he kind of was the case study on what you can do over there. So you told us a little bit about the experience playing, good course, great media team, great caddy, great staff. Yeah. How'd you play? What was the, tell us a you little know, bit more, break the, down the know, rounds a little more. The, the course was incredibly narrow. I mean, just flat out jungle on both sides. And, and for me, I kind of enjoyed it. It was, uh, you know, Carson Creek's a bigger golf course, but again, you've got, you know, you've got crap on both sides. Um, so it was a smaller version of that, and I just kind of felt comfortable on it. I mean, not, I wouldn't say comfortable, but it played to my strengths, as you could say. And so I just was, I took some confidence in that and just kind of let the rest take care of itself, um, golf course-wise. I mean, it was really, really narrow. I mean, I think I made an eight on my 17th hole, my third round. I was kind of like expecting it at some point. You know, I was like, yeah, that's probably going to happen. Right. Yeah, I was, I was yeah, looking at, at everyone's. At one point, I was going to send one into the jungle. It's just a matter of when. I was looking at everyone's scorecards, and it looked like everybody had that happen to them at some um, point. Yeah, it was. It, I mean, and that was, as I said, like, I was never comfortable, but I knew if I could do my thing and kind of, and that's what, and that's what Charlie kept telling me. He's like, it's going to fit your game. It's going to fit your game. So, again, it's, it's one week, and it was you know, as Charlie said, he's like, it's one of the better courses that you get to play over there. So try not to jump, you know, too ahead of the gun and see what, you know, what actually progresses throughout the season, the more events I play. But as far as that first experience, I really, I really enjoyed the golf course. It was really pretty. I think it was actually a die design course. It wasn't Pete, um, Peter Alice, but, uh, one of his, one of his sons, I believe. Awesome. You, uh, you're on 54 watch. First round through three holes, sir. <laughs> so, so, so it's, it's pretty funny. You're yeah. out. You're out of the box. Hot. First three holes, and I finished at three under for the entire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, hey, I don't want to bring that. You're actually four under through seven, but I wasn't going to bring that up. But, you know, but I mean, since I you went there, you like that, I was just holding on for dear life after that point. It was. It was so the first hole was kind of funny. It was just a normal par four, kind of dog way to the right. And, you know, and I'm just, you know, getting into the rhythm of it. Hit my three-wood right down the middle, and I've got, you know, 90-some yards. i got a free throw, right? Kind of a back pin. There's water long. You can't go long. But it's, I mean, I've got, it's free throw. It's, it's 90 yards. And I absolutely blade it. Just sails over the pin, sails over the green, kind of catches, like, the back part of the green. I'm like, that's a quick double. Great. You know, welcome to China. <laughs> down there and it's resting kind of up against one of the stakes like the the hazard stakes and just in complete dirt and i mean the difference between like hazard not hazard is just non-existent but i'm out of the hazard i'm in the dirt so i take i take the stake out and get over and i was like all right yeah let's just get it on the green 
and then I chip it in. <laughs> nice. That is it. Yeah. Let's go. Bonus. Yeah, I'm here. Come back. Come back. Yeah. So that was the start of it. It was kind of an emotional roller that's, coaster. That's first great. Bowl, so what? You ended up finishing in what? Like the top five? I finished fourth. Yeah. I okay. Tied for fourth. Um, which so gets what? me guaranteed six starts, probably closer to nine um, throughout the year. Nice. When does that? When does that start? So we'll start in three weeks. Or I'm sorry. It's, yeah, March 25th is kind of the first week of the first event, um, which is a bit of a bummer because it actually conflicts with the Latin American events. Um, so there's going to be a gap, and I've actually chosen to play China this year based off that first experience and kind of everything that I've done in the last you know two to three years down in Latin. So. Um, one of the things that I always try and say is you can never spread yourself too thin and you need to commit to one or the other. So, you know, cause I've seen guys that play a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And as I said, you know, it's, you gotta kind of, you're, you're chasing the top 10 on the money list at all times. And right. when you're not playing a full schedule on these tours that run 12 to 14 events, I mean, you can get lapped, you know, pretty quickly. Um, so that's kind of, yeah, that's going to be the start of my year. I'm going to play the first three. We'll go three in a row. Um, and then we'll have three weeks off, and then you do another three in a row. Are so you going to stay in China that things. whole time? I think that's an awesome, awesome job. Are you going to stay in China that whole time? So for you No, know, I, I, think, I don't think I could if I wanted to. I mean, I love, man, I love America after, you know, going to all these different places. Like, I cannot wait to get back. That, that first week was a long week, but so I can't imagine, you know, I've got a really good friend, uh, Sean Einhouse, that's, that lives in Nepal, and I've always been like, oh, I'd love to go to Nepal some days, but it's on the other side of the world. It turns out it's like a two-hour flight from our, <laughs> from our third tournament. <laughs> so I might, you know, just, I might stop by after the, after the last event, but I, I might be, I might be jumping to come back home. Yeah. So it's, it's full bore, PJ Tour China. Uh, yep. to get to try to get to web this year. That's the plan. Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah, that, that's the goal as of right now. I know I'm committed. I'm going to play the Dominican Open um, in between those two just as a, you know, just to go back down there and hopefully yeah. get my parents to come watch for, for, an, uh, for a week. So, but that's it. Yeah, that's full bore, full bore China for the first time of the year. So it's going to be different. Nice. Different for sure. Make hay, man. Make hay. Yeah. Yeah, ni hao. Or yen, make yen. That too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what were you doing? Anything else? Anything else over in China, or is that, um, or is it solely you know, that? It's gonna sound so so silly. It's uh, and it might be kind of different, but I, I really liked the fashion and like kind of the style and the culture that they have over there. I mean, it's truly like, I mean, the city that we were in is Guangzhou was the name of it. I think it's like one of the fifth or sixth biggest cities in the world. So the first day we were trying to fight the jet lag and we went into the city on their metro, which was just an incredibly massive metro system. It's not like the Chicago Blue Line. It, that's not, it's, it's not that easy. It, right. it was, yeah, it was really big, but I loved kind of going into the city and kind of seeing you know, the different styles, different kind of cultures, and just the entire, you know, whole, like, scene of what that city had to offer. I really, really, really enjoyed that. That's something I don't think you can do so much in Latin America, um, as more so in China. Um, Unless you're part of Narcos. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
you know, pick and choose where you where you tend to go around there. So let's let's sidebar sidebar a little bit, and then we'll come back to the golf. Um, yeah. you're doing a little a little thing called the Hangry Project. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh let's dive into that a little bit. I I know very little about. It. I've seen a couple posts about it, but yeah. um, I guess just again give a little context on what it is and what you're trying to accomplish and and what that outlook is for this year. Yeah. So the Hangry Project was something that I kind of basically I was just I was in Brazil and I was just kind of doodling one night and taking some notes and um, it's something that I've kind of always wanted to do in a way kind of to give back and I've always had that idea I've always enjoyed kind of giving back whether it's giving golf lessons to kids or you know helping somebody out with just random stuff it's just kind of always been in my personality and and it was funny I remember one of the tournaments I was playing and we were talking about it and it's like I'm not the same person when I'm hungry I'm just I'm just not you know I'm just I'm hangry you know everyone's kind of been there right and right, I sure. just and so it kind of stemmed off that just personal experience of you know just that like mood change when you're when you're not quite you know able to get the food that you're able to get and um, to segue that into what the hangry project's become is I grew up skateboarding with my brother Matt who actually lives in Chicago now um, and yeah so we grew up skateboarding it's something that we both loved doing growing up and it was kind of like our creative outlet away from you know playing all the other sports that any other normal kid would play um so the hangry project kind of came to life when after the season ended in december after the latin tour championship i started skating um a park in west palm called sips park and on top of that a lot of coincidences just kind of happened you know first off they had a building that i could put a fridge into and then a guy at the park named frank um, was really cool with the idea of me putting that fridge in there and filling it up with food and kind of being a sponsor to that park. And after skating and getting to know some of the kids that would come through there, I just saw there was actually like a gap for it. Like this could work, you know, this could actually impact the people that come through this park. They can skate longer. They can have more fun. They don't have to, you know, go down the street to the McDonald's and get, you know, kind of a, a crappy meal. They can just stay at the park, grab an Uncrustable and keep skating. So, that's what it that's pretty much what it's become and it's i just really like the culture that sips park had you know there's a local group of kids down there that just absolutely rip and it's so fun to watch and they just you know by the time i get there let's say like five o'clock after practice till the time i leave at eight i mean there's this one kid noah that just doesn't stop and you can see it kind of like inspires the kids around him but the thing that kind of made it all worth it to me is when noah came out you know he's just snacking on a granola bar and that in itself was enough validation that this project could work and this project could work not only just at FIPS but any other community that kind of skates that kind of has that same kind of gap right. um, so it's been cool you know it, the more I've talked about it the more I've introduced it to other people that people have kind of gotten on board with it and now we're kind of you know I created a website for it it's got its little Instagram page and now we're you know we've got a logo and we're coming out with some clothes here in the next month or so a bunch of hats and Basically, the concept is, yeah, see if we can sell some hoodies, sell some shirts, and just keep that fridge full, and then hopefully expand it on to whatever other skate park or skate community kind of sees a need that the Hangry Project could fill. Love it. Logo is pretty sweet. I haven't haven't checked it out yet. Yeah, the logo is what's been super fun. A lot of people 
people have gotten some really positive feedback about every, it. Every time I see it, it kind of like makes me smile, even though I don't. Now I know a lot more about about what it's about, and it's pretty sweet. And, yeah, and, and hats off and to people, what you're doing. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. And yeah, and people always say like, what you know, what? How did you get? You know, how do you go from professional golf to skating? And a lot <laughs> of it has to do with my brother. I mean, my dad got really, I think, lucky. I, I think it drives him insane, but I think he's lucky in the sense he's got two kids that get to do what they love unconditionally. Right. And my brother, it's filming and skating. For me, it's golf. And so my brother was kind of a big inspiration in that, and I, I just thought, you know, I love the way his friends interact, the way they've kind of become their own little crew and stuff like that. So any way I can support that, kind of, you know, nurture it to become something like it's becoming at Fitz Park in West Palm, like I'm, I'm all on board. So we got to cool. we got to get Nike in on this. They got a pretty strong skateboarding brand and a little oh, strong yeah, golf got, brand. Nike SB. Well, that was really cool. Michelle, we came and did it. Like we went to the grocery store and then we went to the park and she filled up the. You know, she, we got bombarded that night with all the kids that were coming through. <laughs> so good job, yeah, Weezy. That's been so fun. That's awesome, man. That's that's yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, well, no, I, I appreciate you guys. I know this is the the, the Cannonball Golf Pod is not. Strictly, you know, it, it carry, it's got a more umbrella than just talking about, you know, mini tour golf. It's about life, baby. Abs- absolutely, man. <laughs> Beer, music, <laughs> philanthropy. You know, one of our uh, one of our many pillars holding up this absolutely. cannonball absolutely. umbrella. Yeah, I, I think you guys are gonna love the gear that we're coming out with. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah for sweet. sure. I love it. Put me down for a hat for sure. Yep, absolutely. Well, well, you're not rocking the Cubbies hat. Well, awesome, man. Well, I think that about covers everything we were thinking about talking with you. So, why yeah. don't why don't we wrap this up with a good old fashioned scramble? How's that oh, sound? Let's go. Let's well, do it. We ready? We ready? Yep, sure. All right. So I don't remember. I think I remember your answer to this one last year. Favorite club in your bag? Favorite club in my bag right now has got to be this this three wood. Three wood. Whoa, That's a new one. Whoa. I think it was Jeff. Whoa. Jeff whispered. Jeff whispered. The guys at Titleist have been super great to me, and I started rocking one of the three woods. And man, it was a game changer last week in China. Wow. Last year you said three wood was giving you props. Were you what three wood were you using last year at this time? Uh, I was, you know, I was using Justin's backup three wood. Okay. <laughs> So I well, figured I might be able to get my own at some point. Justin's three woods, backup three woods, a piece of shit. Get rid of that yeah. thing. Let's send, it, send it to me. <laughs> yeah. Send it send it up to Chicago. We'll break it for you. Which one? Yeah, right. <laughs> which one is it now? What model? I think it's the TS3. Okay. TS3 nice. Titleist, yep. What shaft? Awesome. What shaft do you have? The Atmos. The oh. white Atmos TX. Ooh. Okay. Like that. Nice. Smooth. To my knowledge. All right. Well, I guess you just have I to. Won a, uh, I won a Titleist three wood in our last scramble oh, of the right. fall. So right. I gotta I gotta bring that out in your honor. I still I <laughs> still not sure if it's gonna replace the old Callaway Steelhead four plus wood that I've had in my bag since middle school. But with that Sterling Sterling recommendation from Brad Gale, it's got a it's got a fighting I can't chance. Imagine the sky marks that thing has on it at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. You mean. You mean the nickel size mark on the center of the club face? I haven't missed that thing in years. <laughs> um, well, since 
since last you completely flipped on last year um on your now your favorite club in the bag it used to be your least favorite but what's your least favorite club in the bag right now besides that wedge least that favorite? you oh gosh least favorite i have a least favorite you got a least favorite out of 14 you're doing something wrong i think you know i think maybe i'm getting my 60 degree just right i'm working on that right now okay all right all right yeah. So there are there are no least favorites. It's just the one you're working on the most one, at the current exactly. minute. Room for improvement. <laughs> yep. There yep, we go. Exactly. That's fair. Have you come across a new favorite beer on the course now that you've been to China? Ooh, you know what? A Sing Tao. A Sing Tao. Beer I love Sing Tao. Yeah, that's really, a great, great beer. Really nice. Great beer. Amen. Yes. Good Sing choice Tao. there. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up since you're back in Florida. You're in the Kings State, and we're having the Kings tournament this week. What yep. is your favorite Arnold Palmer memory? And Jeff and I oh, will share ours gosh. too. I don't. I mean, I don't know if I can say it on the pod. Okay. Oh uh, no, you can say anything on the pod. <laughs> I was gonna say the story. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good. Well, I just a quick story that I, I'm pretty sure I've heard, and this it could have been fabricated over the years, but. I'm pretty sure at one time, you know, this is way back when he was in a lot. These are stories that I've heard. And he was in a locker room and pops out of the shower and there's a couple guys tying their shoes or whatever. And he just kind of walks across the room and kind of catches about half the guys like eyeing him out of the corner of his eye. So without like missing a stride, without moving his head, he just kind of goes, that's why they call me the king boy. (laughs) 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 I mean, that's... Innocent, innocent old Artie. Yeah, come on. Nothing innocent about that man. I love that. I, that's yep. that's well, got to be game. true. That's got to be sure. true. I'm, I'm, yep. I'm taking that to the so, bank. What's yours, Jeff? Right, the king. Oh man, my favorite Artie. Uh, I'd have to say, I don't, whatever I think of him, I just think of like his swing and his follow through. Yeah, like I just so good. Like in the day and age where. Everything's so technical and so perfect. Yeah. I think my my favorite memory of him is just That's... slashing at it and just yeah. going after it. And I don't yeah. know what he was trying to do, if he was trying to hold off the club face or whatever, but no, whatever it did, it worked. It. Speaking of, my, my favorite, I think, and obviously this isn't really a memory, but uh, more of a highlight is I think it was the last competitive round he played at at the Arnold Palmer Invitational when he hit the, the, driver? the driver off the oh, deck I, into 18. Oh, my I mean, gosh. I've watched that like 20 times this week. Just the rolling up the the entire length of the fairway, curving right down the right down Main Street to like 15 feet. It just like, it's oh, a, it's, it's incredible. A, yeah, it's eight, a bullet. 18's a par four. Every time I driver, see... Driver, driver. Every time I see that highlight, I'm like, wow, like... They never like made special tees for anybody. It's like, no. no, you're playing the tips, and he had to go driver, driver. Into a and he did it. And he didn't complain one bit. He's like, give me the driver, punk. Yeah, and, and I'm gonna put that, this on the green. What's that, Brad? He, he striped it. Oh, he, it's smoked. Like you listen to that thing, it's like perfect sound. Like, and it's so low, you can see the trajectory like the whole way. It's it's incredible. Yeah, that's one of the. Greatest shots in greatest shots in golf history. One of my other favorites, and this isn't really a memory either, and it's not. It's just a photo. Have you guys ever seen the photo of him 
walking off of a plane that he like clearly just flew holding his bag down to his side and smoking a cigarette <laughs> that's like the best iconic the photo. most iconic arnold palmer photo yeah. ever so we need there's to post a couple, yeah there's a couple that you just i don't think can ever be the amount of Swagger that uh, yeah. I don't think we'll I don't think we'll see in a long time. He, he, inve- he invented swag for yeah, sure, for no doubt about it. Well, in honor of the king, that's a good way to wrap it up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brad, appreciate you making the time for us again. I let's make our let's make our goal this year to do two interviews with Brad Gale <laughs> in a calendar year. One in person. The next one, the next one, mark my word, will be in the Robert A. Black Clubhouse. Oh yes. yes. After our emergency sunrise nine holes, love it. Speaking of that, I was, I was getting on to philanthropy. I'm actually I signed up today to work for the first tee volunteer coaching at Robert Black. Really? So maybe I'll bring if you're in town. Maybe I'll uh, bring you in on a uh, on a oh, coaching I, session with okay. me. I'm already in. Yeah, I mean I'm we're we're itching for anything to get into <laughs> golf in in Chicago. I'm even signing up for volunteer opportunities. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, man. Just, just, I just want to talk about golf with someone. That's <laughs> uh, amazing. Yep. That's too good. All right, Gail. Well, we appreciate. Oh wait, we need a song from you. Oh yeah. Any new a song? Yeah, yeah, all your travels. I, I, you know, I prepared for this part because I was, I've been just absolutely crushing music lately, and I really didn't know what I was going to hone in on. But I'm going with Alabama Shake. Love them. All right. Alabama Shakes. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, that's Just... all the jam to all yesterday at practice, so. Wait, did you, say, did you say a song name? I didn't catch it. Yeah, Hang Loose. Oh, I love that song. I mean, wow. I celebrate their entire catalog. That's a good one. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Their sound is great. All right. I enjoy them. Alabama Shakes, Hang Loose has been all right. documented. That's added. All right, Brad. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, man. Get some sleep. I think it's almost midnight in Florida, and here, I don't even know. I don't even know what time it is in Guangzhou. It's, I think it's tomorrow. Yeah, right. Tomorrow. It's, it's tomorrow o'clock. Can't even think about it. See you, man. Man, I love talking to Gail. He's a good guy. Good guy. So so glad we decided to have our parents let us go to high school together all those years ago. That's right, because Cathedral is private, right? Yeah, I mean, I I was two years older than Gail, so we didn't we didn't meet each other until I was well into my cathedral tenure. And but he was he was just starting. He was just a punk little frosh <laughs> with way more golf game than I could ever imagine. Which I re I re listened to uh, our first interview with him today. When yeah. I was at the gym, and uh, also haven't been in the gym in like Getting five swole. months. 
getting but, uh, swollen on her. Gail, <laughs> as you can tell. But I was listening to it, and it also is kind of like a workout thing to where did you put him through uh, what uh, – Morgan Hoffman put him through when he was a freshman at OSU. Do you remember the story? He had him run in stairs, right? He had him yeah. run in stadiums. Yeah. No, I did not. Put it, I think so. When Gail was a freshman, I would have been a junior, well into my, um, uh, let's say, imbibing away some of my natural okay. talents. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think out there, that, out there in the cornfield. I think stuff, that. I think stashing, that, stashing kegs. I think at that point, I was probably still. Uh, partying a little too much on Friday and Saturday <laughs> nights for the invitationals we had not always on inv- pre-invitationals but Post I remember for sure I remember the yeah I mean it's no secret to any of my family listening out there that I partied a little bit too much in my <laughs> later high school years and I remember uh, as we've mentioned before uh, the year after I graduated I was the only senior on our team Gail and some other guys that were I played kind of a uh, symbolic number one sure. my senior year, but I was probably the fourth best player. Gotcha. We had two real big studs in Gail's class that were even better than him at that point, and another guy that was a year younger than me, uh, Jason Seward, who I think we've mentioned a few times. And uh, I played kind of the symbolic number one, and when I graduated, I think they all made a pact that when golf season started that they weren't going to drink. And they, they weren't like, right. they weren't, uh, I'm not saying I partied way harder than them. They weren't totally like green, you know, but they're like, let's take library the season nerds. Off. Yeah. They were let's just take like, this, let's take let's, the season off and let's see how good we do. And they fucking <laughs> ran through <laughs> the state tournament, like one by 20 shots. <laughs> like, but man, I had some fun nights that I don't remember in high school and they got that ring. So jokes on me, I guess. Yeah. Like <laughs> they'll never get back those times I had partying in Darren Cohen's basement. <laughs> they got a state championship by literally like 27 shots. They just demolished the field. Simply and that's it. a lot to do with like the improvement Gail made in the, you know, sophomore to junior jump. Right. But yeah, they got rid of the old fucking drunk <laughs> and then just waxed the entire state the next year. We went from being like preseason ranked number one when I was a senior to finishing, I think, fourth or fifth. Right. And then I think they were ranked, you know, fourth or fifth fourth or fifth and then one by a million yeah Yeah. it wasn't even close (laughs) they were the best team in the state by far just Just for drinking just for not drinking drinking for like nine weeks yeah and getting getting rid of the uh yeah let's take like guy with nine weeks the guy with one foot out the door who was more concerned with partying at tailgates (laughs) that's hilarious yeah so good for gail and seward and plaguerns and donuts and Bowen, Kevin Bowen, that was the other. Bowen, year. Bowen was the fifth man oh, on, wow. on that state championship team. Wow, so, yeah, our old sports reporter friend from Indianapolis. Oh, full circle there. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know how uh, we got on that, but I did not put Gail through that workout <laughs> regimen. <laughs> Morgan Hoffman definitely had more dedication than me. Also, but after freshman year, Gail knew how to hide a keg in a cornfield, and he go did. find it later. Yeah, that's right. He was he was a young young whippersnapper with a lot of promise. So always good to catch up with him. Oh, good stuff. Um, yeah, so just let it stand on its own, huh? Yeah, that, that was that was a great interview. As always, uh, Gail will probably if he wasn't this. 
If he wasn't the first two-time guest, he'll definitely be the first three-time guest. Oh, no doubt. And maybe we'll it's talk, so, to, it him. Sounds like talk to him from China. Sounds like we're going to get it done this year, too. Exactly. Live. Live and in person. Robert A. Black National Golf Club Resort and Spa, or whatever the acronym is now. That's it. It's pretty... You nailed it. <laughs> pretty... <laughs> um, song ads. Song ads. You said, um, you, you said that... Uh, yeah, I had you've one. Had, you've I've had, had a pretty re- good Discover Weekly Really good happening? Discover Weekly playlist going this week spotify was doing me right i don't know if it's whatever i've been listening to but i found one called ain't got it like that by a man named earl st Clair, comma pj <laughs> comma pj yeah i don't know what that means but uh is that like uh like a JD or something? <laughs> I don't know, man. But it's got a great MD? vibe, and it's all about PhD? it's all about how uh, it's it's got a really good hook and just a good beat and good uh, rhythm. But it's all about how uh, you just keep keep getting up and keep trying, even if you haven't gotten paid yet. So very That's very uh, very the Gale path at the minute very apt for Gale and all the other dudes out there just grinding just, just on the dream just trying to be trying to be the next next Keith Mitchell Keith, next Keith Mitchell Gale's, Kevin Mitchell whoever whatever his Gale's, name is Brad Gale's next <laughs> Brian Gale's gonna be the next one cashing <laughs> checks so this song goes out to Gale and all the other dudes out there grinding. I didn't even know. I mean, I I'd heard it a few times this week, but, but the lyrics actually, are perfect. Didn't yeah. even like, yeah, yeah. So that's, takes a few times to like sit and actually listen to it. Yeah, dude, that guy is awesome. I've been listening to him all week now. That's I, amazing. I never heard of him until he popped up on my Discover Weekly, and he's oh, a, wow, he's a fucking boss. Oh. So Earl St. Clair ain't got it like that. Is my official share of the pod week. I think we're just gonna leave it there. All uh, right, I'm not even gonna add one this week. All right. Well, I think that's that's just too fitting, and we'll just we'll stay on that theme. And that's that was really good. Hey, well, that was amazing. Everyone out there, get yourself some Earl St. Clair <laughs> yeah. this week, and go out and get paid. <laughs> there you go. It's good being back, Charlie. Good it is seeing good being you. back. Hey, spring's right around the corner, maybe. Hopefully. All right, we're gonna we're gonna put some pegs in the ground soon. I believe it. <laughs> We might need a hammer to get him in the ground still. <laughs> like it's been bring it, bring your fifteenth club, the ice oh pick. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like seriously, we're close. We need a thaw. Anyway, yeah, all right. Well, that was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, you guys keep tuning in. We'll keep teeing it up.
Good app, Charlie. Good app. Right here. Cannonball it. And then one more of these right on top of Cannonball. Cannonball coming. Cannonball coming. No. Stepping up our game here. Charles. Brad Gale. What's up, fam? How are you? Not bad, man. How you doing? I'm good. So, hi, hi, Bradley Gale. <laughs> what up? We got the whole crew here. Yeah. Whole Back gang, whole gang. Back is your, in business. Is your first name Bradley, like Bradley Cooper, or is it just Bradley? It's actually, it's Jay Bradley. Oh, are you one of those Southern folk? Yeah, no, I'm second. Yeah, yeah. So, what's your so first Jay name? Jay Bradley. His first yeah, name's Jay. Jay. Oh yeah. J- no, I was thinking like the letter J. Okay. No. Wow. No. <laughs> J-A-Y. Fuck. <laughs> I'm horrible. I'm J. Bradley. Not even like Jason. Yeah, yeah. So it's not even Jason. It's J. J-A-Y. Yeah. J-A-Y. Oh, that's kind of cool. I don't think I ever knew that about you, Brad. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Papa J. He's the one that runs the ship. Ah, uh, there you go. Are, there your, you go. Uh, are your parents from the South? No. No. They're, actually, we were talking about that like... My mom's got like a little Italian in her, but I'm on my dad's side. They've been in Indiana for like five generations. They've okay. been they've been there for a while. Because <laughs> my my brother in law's uh, parents are from the Carolinas, and that's very common down there that nobody goes by their first name. Really, Every, really? everyone goes oh, by their shit. middle name. Huh? Yeah. There, yeah. I have a few. All. I have a few people that I know that do that too. Yeah. Fun, uh, cool story, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> How's it been up there? Dude? It had been freezing today, Dude, huh? It is brutal, man. We were just talking about it. It feel golf season feels like it's months away in Chicago still. It's crazy. Like I've played a bunch of these like one day qualifiers, mm-hmm. and every single time, like it's a web or like a tour qualifier, we get like, these cold fronts, and I'll wake up and I'll have a morning tea time. It'll be blowing thirty out of the north and like forty five degrees, oh. and it's. <laughs> Every, miserable. Everyone's bundled up at the it's API. Like, it happened like four times this month. Everyone's been bundled up at the API, like it's uh, gonna snow or something. That's like yeah, a, right? it sounds like a tryouts back at South Grove in March. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Having to shovel um, shovel a path to the hole on the greens. I'm, I'm never. I'll never forget Jason Stewart on eight shoveling a path <laughs> to and making his birdie yeah. putt and me being. So so mad because he made it. Yeah, Seward, every, every time Seward succeeded, we were always mad. Picking clovers, he's shoveling snow. But yeah, it's, um, it's been yeah, it's been so brutal. Like last year, we played in February up here. I played twice. We, I, I I was looking at my like handicap the other day. I I had played three times by this point last year. Oh like there's no yeah. sight, no end in sight right no. now. That's the worst. I hate that. Hopefully, like, hopefully it's just a good summer. Yeah, exactly. Good long summer. Long, long summer. Yeah, um, for sure. Anything else top of mind for you? What are you Monday in right now? Oh, it was like a Dominican qualifier. It was it was all sorts of fucked up. It was a pre-qualifier. <laughs> so, I mean, I literally, I've 
it, it was like the most illegal pins I have ever played oh, in my life. God. Like I know missing, you guys would missing be like the dying. game, <laughs> two steps and oh, shit. Oh yeah, no, I had, I had just I, I i wish i could like you you could explain it better than i had 60 yards in i flipped a wedge to it with cut spin landed three feet from the hole stopped and then the wind blew it 20 <laughs> yards off the green so then i've got like a 40 footer i put it up three feet past the hole and then i putted it 10 feet past on my three footer oh, oh man so i so i finished my and that was after i was i like hit it in the fairway bunker on hole like 15 it was like i was even just chilling on hole 13 i like went to chip it out i chipped it out hit a car path and went in the water so that was a quick dub <laughs> it was a perfect storm i had a per- i was five over in my last five and i missed by one. Oh. <laughs> I was so. It's not because it was like a pre qualifier. Like there's gonna right. be three spots on just day, crap. Like, yeah, crap time, shoot. Yeah. yeah, at the same time, I'm like, God damn it, I need a beer. <laughs> <laughs>